0: it's
1: october 14 2020 coincidentally it's also encounter number 14 How about that 14 on the 14th i'm abel kirby
0: cool and i'm cold acid and this so was that Was that inspired by SimCity 2000? Because it definitely had that sort of vibe to it.
1: (laughs) That was a... That was a... uh, One I had in the back pocket for later. That was uh, an old track. I think it's called Welcome to the Fucking Game Show is the actual name of the MP3. So that'll be... uh...
0: (laughs) Damn. Yeah.
1: It's one of those, you know, you record stuff and sometimes it doesn't all go anywhere, really. No.
0: It definitely felt like something out of the sim city 2000 music though yeah
1: well tonight we're going somewhere i'm especially going somewhere because i just opened a bottle i should say another bottle of trogdonator troganator it's a double buck beer and i did not realize this when i bought it but it is 8.2 percent so i've only finished You're about drinking trogdor trogdor well is that it it's trogan tro i don't know how to pronounce it I bought it Sounds because I Sounds close like the label. enough to me, man. Sounds yeah. close enough to me. It says. Trogdor! <laughs> <laughs> he's a man. Or maybe he's a dragon. But he's still a man. Maybe he's just a
0: dragon man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but still, he's Trogdor!
0: Yeah, that's a throwback. <sighs> yeah. Good yeah. times. Good times.
1: Yeah. It has some stats for, uh, let's call it Trogdor beer 8.2% uh, alcohol by volume. It has a stat. Called hops. I think that's a feature. Maybe that's a spell. I don't know. It says magnum, German, northern brewer. I think that's the backstory. Color, bronze, and 12 fluid ounces. Monks had fasting. Figured out, no food. Question mark, no problem. Just drink a double buck. Wow. It's a double something, that's for sure. It's a double shot to the head. I don't have that sound effect.
0: I'm sure it's somewhere in the sounds collection. Ugh. <sighs>
1: Yeah, well, I was dabbling with a couple other things uh, over this long weekend, and uh, one of the things I I did is I hung out at this casino in town, which uh, which has been open. I think I brought it up on it was either last episode here or uh, or somewhere else. We that they had a casino that was open and they were actually making more money according to the news than they had uh, the same time last year, despite being closed. I guess everyone's going in to gamble. So I decided it was. Uh, Nearby, I needed to go check it out, and uh, so I went down and I, I was doing some other stuff in the area, and so I walked through and uh, checked out the floor, and and so this place is called the Live Casino, and it's in Maryland. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes if you want to look it up. There's some pictures and stuff. It's, you know, honestly, I was not that impressed. Uh, if there was more to it, I didn't see it. I, all I saw was one floor on it, though. And it's a it's a big tower hotel also, and. Looked like a lot of slot machines, a couple table games, but, you know, it's relatively minor. Um, I didn't see it flooded and filled with people the way the news made it sound like, but maybe they did really crappy last year, and so this is uh, this is what it looks like when things are happening. Uh, I've never actually been into casinos at all. No, they're fun to walk through. I don't gamble at all. Um, if they have a nice-looking bar or something like that, I'll, I'll usually get a drink, or if they have, uh, a, sometimes they have some really interesting restaurants or, like, good Good quality food, like if you go to Vegas, the hotels have very expensive, but decent food there. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick around, but I don't gamble there. I did think about it for a second though, because uh, so they make you wear a mask when you're in the casino, but of course, well, there's an exception, which is that if you are in the smoke, they have an indoor smoking section of the casino, and if you walk into there, you can not only sit at a, a slot machine and smoke. You also don't have to wear a mask, period. So that's the loophole, I suppose. Kind of like how you don't have
0: to wear a mask when you're taking a bite of food mm. at a restaurant.
1: But this, it looked like you could be up and walking around. As long as you have a lit cigarette, like, they don't bother you, so. Clever. Very interesting, yeah. It's like a, a little loophole. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. I was out, uh, I checked that out in the mall nearby. There's a pretty big mall next to it, and so I took a walk through that. The Bass Pro Shop and all that. Yeah, things are popping. There's, uh, the mall feels like a mall, which is oppressive to me. I don't like the places, but, uh, they had, you know, a lot there's a mall in this place? It's across, so there's, it's, it's really, when I say casino, you imagine something like Vegas. It's really like a, uh, a hotel where the first floor looks like a casino. It's not that Ah. impressive. And it's next to a mall. And it's actually a pretty big mall too. It's, uh, took a long time to get through it. And they had, uh. It was chock full of people, and they had the the service. I don't know if you have this any, anywhere in Canada, but they have you can rent electric cars for kids, and so they have like child sized cars driving all over the the floor, uh, crashing into each other, running people down, you know, because you you have cars driven by four year olds, <laughs> just kind of fun to watch from a distance. But you know, it's it's still yeah. Abel does not need you don't want to watch that from up close. Yeah, so like okay, well it was good though. It was good to again like the last mall i went to is it it's nice to kind of see people uh doing normal shit even though it's boring shit that i didn't care about before yeah the only thing i did there that uh that i was really into is the main reason i went out which was i went to see total recall which was at a theater in this uh this mall which is why i drove all the way out there it's a little bit of a stretch uh
0: and this is the this is the 4k
1: that you'd mentioned before right oh yeah get your ass to mars um, I didn't pull any clips. So I should have got some Schwarzenegger uh, soundboards going. But yeah, it, it was the same movie. It um, wasn't as epic as I remember, but it was still s- fun, stupid, campy sci-fi. So it was fun. Almost Still it, has triple tits? Still, yep, yep. I, I forgot I forgot that uh, she gets wasted in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot about that scene. Because she shows up like two or three times, and then one of them she just gets shot. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, a whole bunch of people got wasted in that scene though. Yeah. It wasn't the only one. So, it was a good sci-fi romp. I mean, it it some of the special effects still look really good, and some of them look a little hokey, especially the the prosthetics just kind of look, eh, you know, for the monster uh, or the mutant effects. Some of that yeah, didn't well, hold up as that's well. That's how but, it goes,
0: right? I yeah. mean, there's been a lot of improvements in mm-hmm. uh, in CG over the last 30 years.
1: Oh yeah. So, yeah, uh, check that one off my list. I'm keeping an eye out for other movies that might come up, and I'll mention them on the show before I go. We might even do, uh, I don't know if there's anyone around, Maryland who wants to go see a movie, but maybe we'll do a meetup or something nearby. One.
0: Speaking of movies, I saw one on the weekend while I was uh, visiting family for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, what'd you see? Star Trek, the motion picture. The
1: motion picture. This is the original one.
0: Yeah, the one from 79. Yeah. Where, where everybody's wearing pajamas. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea why they thought that was a good costume. It was absolutely horrible.
1: Now, this is the one where uh, I remember a scene where Spot goes outside in a space suit and has almost a Space Odyssey-like experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so much in that movie. You
0: you look at 2001, then you watch this movie, and it's like somebody
1: definitely was feeling jealous. I think a lot of people were. Space Odyssey, when that came out, everything, everyone started trying to do that. And some did it better than others. Mm. I mean this movie
0: was successful, not as successful as Paramount wanted, but uh, it was still is still like going back to it, it it's definitely not the best trek movie that was ever made. That's still a fun flick though. yeah if you feel like uh, if you feel like watching a lot of pointless uh, pointless scenes where nothing actually happens at all. The, this was the this was like the original cut not the not the director's cut that uh was done around 2000 so it was like still had like the incredibly slow pacing and everything really yeah
1: well uh did you get anything else done over uh i know you had thanksgiving drink any gravy yeah. did you get a bottle of gravy and chug it
0: no i didn't actually do that um, got a lot of turkey in me though oh yeah
1: what about cranberry oh, God. sauce? So much. Yeah, I got some cranberry too, naturally. And what, and what do you what do you prefer, the cranberry uh, sauce or the jellied cranberry that comes in the can? And when you pour, it, if you can get it out of the can without uh without breaking the the gelatinness of it, then uh, the the real that's what, sauce. Yeah. Oh, you don't like that? Hands down, the real sauce. I do not like the jelly in a can. Getting it out of the can is uh, half the fun. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving.
0: So, you were on Hog Story last week. Indeed. Yeah.
1: So, how was that? Oh, that was fun. That was, um, I was surprised how easy it was to be on the show. You just called in when they, at the right time, and, uh, Carolyn patched me in, and that was it. And we just talked about whatever the fuck we wanted to.
0: Yeah. And I got, I gotta apologize to Fletcher and everybody else who listened to last week's show, uh... Eddie Vedder did not die.
1: <laughs> no. Eddie Vedder. And, and Fletcher
0: it. actually yelled at me for that during that episode of Hog Story, I remember. <laughs>
1: yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fun. Yeah, fun. So again, sorry Fletcher, sorry about that, didn't mean to scare you. Hmm. There's a lot that came uh came out after the uh, show was over too. The uh, pre-stream kept going on and on and on, I had to call it quits and they kept going after I left too, or the post-stream. You mean I the post-stream? Say. Post-stream, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that tends to go that tends to go on for a while. There been there been times where where like I've like, there was a whole ended up going there. to bed as well, uh, while they were still doing the post stream and do and yeah, they do the art like during the post stream. They just like video it up together. Mm. That was that was really neat on my uh, on my times on uh, Hog Story the first time, like I was there for. Pretty much the whole post stream. I was watching them put together the art for that episode, Beaver Blaster. Beaver Blaster. <laughs> Is the show name? Yeah, that was the show title.
1: Oh boy. Yeah, I think yeah, they...
0: With a with a show title like that, there's no way I was gonna forget it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we're on the uh, the show title kick now, so uh you got us started. I don't know how I liked how I agreed to this, but now we're gonna have show titles from now. On. It's just another yeah. thing to
0: do. Don't my, worry. My, I'll have it figured out.
1: My dream is that uh, I hit hit record, we do the podcast and then I hit stop and then a shell script uploads everything and I don't have to do anything else.
0: You wanna be like uh, you wanna be like Dvorak. After after the show is done, that's it. You don't really have to do anything anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the show is not done yet, and so we do have things to do. Um, indeed. Indeed. Uh, we had some anime to watch, some serious business. And mm-hmm. I watched. Uh, well, let me start with Strike Witches. First off, let me ask you this: Did you watch any of my shows, or am I am I going to have to explain everything? I don't. Ex- uh, I don't yet, expect no. you to. I was just wondering if you did or not.
0: No, uh, I I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted because of being away over the weekend.
1: All right. So uh, I think all all of the shows that I'm watching are airing. Just as a reminder, that was Strike Witches. Um it was the Higarashi anime, and I'll get to the, the details of that. And then we also had uh The Day I Became God, uh or sama ni Natahai or what the Japanese name is. Not he. Whatever whatever. The uh The Day I Became God is what I'm calling it. And so Strike Witches that was fun to, to get it back. It had a intro song, it sounded like the, the show. Though it had a little more uh C G and, you know, cell shaded bits than I remember in the original, so uh, it could be just the fact that i'm more cued into this sort of stuff these days and back when it was a little newer i didn't notice it as much or it could be that they're doing it more who knows but they uh the show looks good it it uh takes place the first episode took place in switzerland and we have mia fuji the main character is back she's studying medicine at some school um so she can be a doctor or a nurse i think and there's a emergency and she has, you know, they, everything takes place with, in this fictional world war two, uh, scenario. So all of the equipment and the things that they, they, uh, that are in the background are sort of real places. And, and, uh, so they have like, for example, a scene where they take a radio phone call or a a call from the, the radio in the Jeep. And they actually had, you know, in the show, the, the correct, uh, as far as I could tell, the correct, uh, Radio handset built into the Jeep dashboard from the American Jeeps in World War II. The guys, they're flipping the filter switch on it. So, ah, yeah, that's great. So little things like that are, are why I liked that show in the first place. There is some changes that I don't like. Major Sakamoto's back. She's wearing pants. What is pants this shit? in Strike Witches? Pants in Strike Witches. This is blasphemy. That's and not right. I don't think she wore pants in the original. I thought she just wore a skirt. Now I, I have to... Uh, Search and make sure, uh, major... I'm gonna post a picture in the, uh, in the show notes for this. Yeah, and the original, uh, cast. No, she didn't. She wore a bathing suit. Like, a a school swimsuit under her, uh, her, uh, uniform top. Yeah, now she wears pants. What is this shit? That's disappointing. Yeah, I know. And they, they added men to the show, too. It used to be... The entire show was there's was, are only girls and they don't wear pants. And that's basically a TNA show with some World War II action and stuff built in the in the background. And uh, you and know, they toned it down. it's not purely Yuri. Oh, it's not purely. Terrible. It's not terrible. It's not, it's not like uh, pure garbage. <laughs> I mean, before it was, <laughs> it was just they made no qualms about the fact this is just an etchy, crappy show. No one cares, but. Yeah, so uh, in the show, they have an iceberg attacks a ship, and the captain of the ship decides to do the only thing that makes sense, which is shoot the iceberg to death. And so they fire all the guns of the iceberg. Makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, Titanic couldn't think of that. Maybe if they uh, shot the iceberg, they had some, some guns on the ship, and they could blow that up. It would have been better off. Yeah. Oh, well. So I'm, I'm uh, going to keep watching that. So far, it was fun. Uh, music reminded me of the the original opening and ending. You know, it's right. It, it fits right in stylistically. It's the same. It's uh, it's exciting. I'm glad it's back. All right. You want to take one next or and trade off, or I can yeah. Keep I'll down. take I'll one next. Sure. <clears throat> what do you got? What what so, was the first thing you watched, or the whatever you want to start with, I suppose. But
0: yeah, first thing I watched for this week was "Dolcissima de Midor or I tried asking while co-towing. Which is an unofficial but common title for the show, and this is our perverted short anime of the season, obviously. So, first episode, our main character, who we never actually see, goes and begs on his hands and knees to see the flat chest of a first-year girl at his high school. Oh boy! And on honestly, it's it's not as funny as Peter Grill was. Not even close. It's actually kind of cringy. So, of all the shows that I'm going to drop right now, this is the one that's probably topping the list. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes because I mean, I want to put in three episodes for each show before I drop it, and knowing me, I'd probably still continue hate watching it afterwards, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it's it's really dumb. It's it's no Peter Grill then. It's uh... it it's. Well Peter Grill was dumb but in a but in a actually like really funny, enjoyable way. Yeah. This oh. is this is just like this is just cringy, dumb.
1: Ah well that's too bad. A swing and a miss then. Oh yeah. Strike one we'll swing, swing and strike miss. one.
0: That's only because you got strike witches
1: on the mind. Ah. Man, all my shows came out great. I went in uh, I got my second episode of Higarashi. And it turns out, now, I, I on the last episode, I said, I think this is the, uh, a remake, and I think I called it a remake. The reason is yeah, they, marketed it a it. they marketed it as a damn remake, and even the first episode was a remake of the first episode of the anime, and it, and it had some slight changes, which I thought were just stylistic, but then as soon as the second episode started, it was very obvious that it is not a remake at all. It is a uh, complete—it's uh, a continuation and so this is a sequel to uh, I think Higarashi Rei was the last one which was season 3 of the original anime. So I think this this would count as season 4. And if you do you understand the Higarashi is in and also like Umineko and and all the uh Yeah, I, I was about
0: to, I was about to ask how do you get multiple seasons out of a uh, adaptation of a visual novel and then I remembered Umineko went for eight different games, telling essentially the same story in different ways, and it was like, yeah, this is the same guy.
1: Yeah, it's the same author as uh, as Umineko, and it has the same format where they'll be, he he would write the games in what they called the question arc and then the answer arc, where you would go through and they it would basically a scenario would play out in a certain way, and then would basically end with a bad end the next episode after whatever that final calamity was it would reset back with no context to the viewer they wouldn't tell you what's going on it would just start over at the beginning and things would play out in a different way but now knowing what the audience knows um there's some expectation and then they always just subvert the expectation so they'll make a a run through and then i think in the first arc they had one or two characters were played up as probably the villains they're probably killing everyone and then it on the the next time around they would change who's the uh... it's almost like clue you know the the was it the 80s version of clue the movie where it had all these different endings I never saw that Yeah
0: um for clue I only really just know the game and I know there was a movie or two based on it that I never saw
1: Yeah well the, this is the same sort of thing except it's not just the endings different like the whole it's like a whole different version of it. And so as sort of this Groundhog Day time loop goes through, um, we find out at one point that one character, Rika, actually remembers everything. And she's a minor character. and Then later on it becomes apparent. She's actually the main character who was just in the background for the first uh, while. Spoiler alert. And Oops. Yeah, well, it came out a long time ago if you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you could look at the it Wikipedia page. Sled. get the same sled. <laughs> it was a sled. Silent Green is people! But yeah, this is fucking great. New theme song looks good. I was excited to see that. I, I was worried after the first episode they were going to use the original theme song, which is kind of boring compared to where they went later. So this is great. It fucking looks good. Uh, The story is still intriguing, and I'm excited to see what happens next. It's a big mystery. Yeah.
0: So I take it then that you haven't played the... You haven't played through the... Uh actually visual novels I, if it's uh if you don't
1: know what's coming next i i don't think this is covered by the visual novels now i haven't played all no. of them but my belief is that they this is a new story that's beyond what the plot in the vns was okay i could be wrong about that but i think it's beyond that because no one seems to know what's happening next there's not people dropping spoilers like they were for
0: then it might be an original uh branch i guess yeah, it's
1: it's a sequel. It's a continuation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So what do you got?
0: Next one is Iwa Kakaru, Sport Climbing Girls. So like we mentioned before, this is this is the one, cute girls climbing walls, pretty much. Cute walls, right? even. Yeah, cute <laughs> walls. With things sticking out of them for you to grip on. Oh, boy. And uh, it's it wasn't too bad.
1: Definitely getting some Yuri vibes straight off the first episode. Is this a uh, the traditional sort of sport anime plot where it's uh there's some
0: complete newbie to the sport who turns
1: yeah, out to yeah. be like a born ace at it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just checking. Yeah.
0: Yep, just checking. I know. And there and you've got the sundra girl who's been doing this all her life and doesn't doesn't really like that there's somebody coming in who's like pretty damn good at this from the get-go. But you know, there's like some sort of like more than just rivals vibe going on. There's like an Ojo type uh, team captain and short, flat-chested uh, senpai who's on the, who's in the club as well. So like you've got you've got like kind of a traditional Yuri sports uh, quartet going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: just so everyone knows. What we what cold's describing is that those are all the trope characters for all these, uh, these uh, sports animes, and they especially have, they...
0: the ones where it's where it's like all girls. Yeah, there might be some guys showing up in the next episode, but probably not. I haven't seen the second episode yet, <laughs> even though it's out. But right now, like from the first episode, I'm getting like strong Yuri vibes out of this. There yeah. is definitely. There's definitely going to be a lot of girl on girl action on Pixiv out of this series. Oh boy, a lot of hand holding and blushing, I suppose. Indeed, <laughs> and perhaps, th- perhaps things even more wholesome. Hmm.
1: Anything? Any opinion on the openings, closings, songs, animation?
0: Does it look good? It looks good. <clears throat> uh, it was a, it was more or less a cold open, so not a title where I can really say like how are the how is the opening and ending? I'll need to see the second one and see what they're actually gonna be doing with them yeah
1: so right. how about your third? Oh my third was uh this the the one that I was the least sure about, and it actually looks pretty good the day I became God uh this first episode came out, and I don't think I brought it up on last episode. I was gonna talk about there were some rumors about it where um the author. Uh, Jun Medea did a anime called Angel Beats. He's also a famous visual novel author. He wrote a bunch of, he wrote or ghost wrote a bunch of famous visual novels. Um, for key, yeah, for key, and Ugu. also Ugu, yeah, like that. No, I think his first one was with Tactics. He he worked on like Moon, some other weird ones back in the day, and and it was always suspected that he, oh, was it he. A drug that makes you dream, was that the one everyone thought he ghost wrote, even though his name wasn't on it?
0: I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. So he's a guy who's been around, and he composes his own music for uh, his big anime that came out last, I don't know, last decade, by, by now, uh, was Angel Beats, and that was a show that took entire, uh, it was a drama that took place in Purgatory, and... So there was a lot of kind of spiritual kind of God. What what I mean by spiritual is I mean like the Japanese perception of uh, Christianity, Christianity, and which means completely wildly different from uh, from anything anyone believes over here. It's 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 more like a yeah. genre than a, than a belief system. For example, we don't actually have battle nuns. <laughs> yeah, like cosplay nuns, and. So there was supposed to be a sequel to Angel Beats coming out right about now, and that dro- uh, disappeared, and instead we got this by the same author, and it has some of the same themes inside it, and so there's been a lot of speculation that it could be at least tangentially related to Angel Beats, or it could be a backdoor sequel that just, you know, they're, they're hiding it from us, and as the show goes on, we'll, we'll get a re- big reveal, and it's going to be a Angel Beats uh, tie-in or spin-off. So I'm still holding out hope for that, and it looks like it could be, based on the first episode. So the first episode, of the premise is there's a guy playing basketball, and uh, a younger, I think she's supposed to be in middle school, uh, comes up and says, through their conversation, tells he he says, oh, I got to study for my entrance exams for the school. She says, oh, don't worry, the world are, will end by then, and I know because I'm a god. And uh, hijinks an ensue, jinx and... Sue, and she begins to prove her uh, her uh, omnipotence, Divinity? by doing things like predicting horse races and and which uh, pitches will be thrown at a baseball game and in what order things like that. But she's actually a real jerk. Uh, there's a there's a point in the show where you realize that she might have. Told him bad informa- Told the main character a bunch of bad information on purpose just to get him to do what she wanted him to do. So, I was like, oh wait, there's some something going on here that's beyond, uh, that's uh, below the surface. And being mm. a, a Medea game, there's actually. Oh my God, I think I saved it to the wrong hard drive. There is a uh, bingo card for this show, and we haven't scored bingo yet. I'm gonna get it in the show notes, but I, I-
0: I'm
1: changing hard drives between shows now, and unfortunately, I don't have it. It's on my other drop in hard drive. And so I'll between have to find this a way. and the debates between this and the debates, bingo seems to be a big thing lately. Oh yeah. No, this is good. It has all the uh it has all the tropes from his writing where it's like baseball and uh what it, that's literally one of the cells is just like, hey, there's gonna be a baseball game because there's always a fucking baseball game. <laughs> or uh Oh my god. Wish I could find it.
0: Well, I'm sure you'll find it, and we'll be able to stick into the show notes. Yeah,
1: so this, uh, good start, good first episode, Uh, I'm excited, I'll be watching more. All right. Yeah. Only other thing I watched was I wrapped up Peter Grill. Uh, Mentioned last time I didn't get through that last episode, but I actually put that in, and yeah, it looks like they're trying to get a second season out, but I don't hear any news that they're going to get a second season.
0: Yeah, so far, so far nothing still. Radio silence. Yeah. I hope it gets one, though.
1: Yeah, they ended the the last episode with a preview for the uh, for episode thirteen, which presumably would be in the next core if they ever made one. Where they had what was it? The three hobgoblin sisters show up. Yeah, Jeez. Well, that looks like it'd still be fun. Well, if They, they, bring they could it back. do that as an
0: OVA as well. But actually,
1: uh, yeah, that's that's not a bad uh, analysis. They probably will do that, or you know, any well, kind of we don't know video.
0: if if they can't get a second season. Uh a up soon enough, they could do that as an OVA. Otherwise, who knows? So mm. I'll go on to my third now. Yeah, go ahead. And that's continuing with Majo, de Tabi, or, Majo no Tabitabi. So Elena again going around, wandering wandering around the world. Yeah, and this, this time is tra- she goes tra- Traveling to the, Witch, right? Yeah, Just Wandering Witch, the journey of Elena. Yeah. So she goes to... Uh, the land of witches, and loses that brooch that indicates that she's a witch. And it turns out that this was all elaborate set up by this cute younger girl who's not even an apprentice witch yet, she's still just a novice, who's all lonely because her little sister, who came with her originally, had already become an apprentice witch and left the land of... uh, of which is to find somebody to apprentice under, and so she attached herself to Elena in a way to have to have her like be like uh be like a sister figure in this case a big sister by the look of it. It it was cute. It was definitely cute, and I'm gonna continue watching this show because despite how smug Elena can be and. I should have taken some screen captures because she had some amazing smug faces in this episode, in the second episode. It's just, it's really adorable show, and
1: it it touches me in the cockles of my heart. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, I took some. I uh, took some screenshots of my stuff too, so we can we can make that a permanent fixture in the uh, in the show notes. I even have uh, the last shot of uh, Peter Grill.
0: Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't actually taking the screenshots, though. I should have. I yeah. should have. But I'm not going to go back and do that now.
1: Well, yeah. But next. Uh, so next week, you should grab some, so I can see what these shows look like. Capture capture her smug expressions. Yeah,
0: because she got, goes
1: around. I've got some shots from uh, from Strike Witches. I got some shots from uh, Higurashi. I got the the last scenes in uh, Peter Grill. And then our uh, our listeners can even see it. So they don't even have to download the episode. They can see a little bit what we're talking about.
0: Maybe we should set up like uh, an account on some one of these like uh, sites like PixelFed for just posting in these caps. And then as we as we go along, we watch these shows, we can just post them in there <laughs> like the smug faces and everything.
1: Oh uh, yeah. We could do yeah. I I wonder if that's the right service to do it, but um I think something like that would certainly work.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be like the main fi- pixel fed instance or anything, right? But something like that where it's just like uh just like a social photo feed.
1: There we go. I found the bingo card and I sent it to you. Excellent. And you can see the ones that are circled uh, already. But these yeah. are all the tropes of the uh Madea. meaningful uh, songs. Meaningful songs. Animal yeah. is people. Ghosts. Yep, reincarnation. That's always there. Free. I like the free yep. space. Free space. Tears. It's just tears. <laughs> <laughs> Amnesia. Yeah. Yeah. Happy ending at all costs. Yep. And so we have baseball. Baseball just shows up in every single thing he writes. This one they actually started with basketball, but they went to baseball really fast. So. Indeed. I had to make sure it got in there. Yep. High school setting. Yeah, he writes a lot about high schools. Well. A lot of them do oh yeah trope even Mm-hmm. somewhere i made a bingo card or no i made a rubric once upon a time of uh visual novel grading and one of this one of the scores was what the setting was like the worst one you could get as a high school <laughs> that was once upon a time <laughs> So yeah other than uh anime had been hanging out down the street same old thing you did last week i got a uh little bit of yeah. history, if you're interested in it. Uh, this was just an article I came across. Sure. It was about the assassination of uh, James Garfield, American president. And it's not so much about his assassination, which isn't... I mean, it's interesting, I guess, from a historical perspective. It's about the guy who killed him. And... Uh, if you... Uh, I was reading about this guy, Charles... And I don't know exactly how to say his name. I think it's French. girl Charles... Guteu, and uh, he, they have his um, trial summarized on Wikipedia, and I just thought it was funny. He had ample media attention, and now this takes place way back in the uh, 1800s, in, looking for the day, 1881, I think, and just the description that they have was uh, was funny. He received ample media attention during his trial for his bizarre behavior, including constantly insulting his defense team, uh, formatting his testimony in epic poems which he recited at length and soliciting legal advice from random spectators in the audience via past notes he claimed he was not guilty because garfield's murder was the will of god and he was only an instrument of it he goes on to sing different songs and uh at the end of his uh at the end of his life he was executed and he wrote a uh poem which he read uh basically right before the hangman, uh, pulled the, uh, pulled the trapdoor lever, I suppose. And, uh, just this wild guy. I'd never heard of him before. You ever hear of this guy? No. Yeah. Charles Gitaeux. I'll put that link in the, uh, the show notes with a uh, shortcut to the, uh, the section I thought was funny. He just seems so wild, uh, that, you know, he, he was, it, you think the media is kind of crazy now. It's like they, they, his show, his uh, his trial was like a crazy trial too. People were trying yeah, to kill him. Yeah, I'm looking and, at this and you know,
0: wow, yeah, this guy
1: definitely did not seem to be all there. Yeah, he they tried to kill him twice. They didn't get him though. Like they got the uh, some of these other guys. Oh well, I thought that was an interesting uh, little throwaway bit. Did you hear the the hog story bit about um, uh, black holes? Yeah. Yeah yeah you were talking
0: about that during the episode. I listened to the whole thing live yeah that was fun
1: there's uh I think I want to do some continuing work on that actually I, I still have that whip whip clip, but I want to get the uh the actual sound of the black hole there's supposed to be a way to make a wave file out of their data and I've downloaded the data and it's not at an audio sample rate it's not like at you know 48 kilohertz. I think they sampled it at 16. And so you can get like a text file from the LIGO laboratory and what you'd have to do is write a program that would parse that out and then uh, encode it as PCM, you know, audio. But it sounds like it'd be a fun project. So I'm going to try and do that and then maybe that'll be my project for, uh, for next show as I'll come back with those sound clips of a couple real recordings, not just a guy making noises with his mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, that's a pretty fun sound.
1: Oh, yeah. I was hoping I didn't listen to the. I know Hog Story as a show, or they did a show on the twelfth, right? I didn't watch it or listen to it.
0: Yeah, I missed that. I missed Sundays No Agenda as
1: well, mm-hmm. being off for the weekend. Let's see, we had Progo on Grumpy Old Bens on the twelfth, also. I listened to Grumpy Old Bens, but I, I don't think Hog Story posted anything yet. So
0: yeah, they usually take a while to get their episodes posted. Oh yeah,
1: been 191 days since the last episode of Matt's. Maps with Matt, and uh, it's tonight. Nick the Rat is right. He said he's writing some scary stories, so I don't know what that means. But that's your upcoming mm. podcast report. <laughs> so how about uh, how about Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, let's move on to something like that. What do you got for me? I know you got it in yeah, so rundown. What is it?
0: They're getting they're getting woker. They're getting woker like. 5th edition was definitely an improvement after the after the hell that was 4th edition. But now they're like doing virtue signaling stuff by removing negative ability score modifiers from characters of certain
1: races. So you so. can't be racist against elves anymore. <laughs> nice well, here. for
0: one thing, kobolds no longer have a -2 to their strength. Orcs no longer have the negative two, two intelligence because giving them these modifiers is racist. Oh, it's below. The oh, these are fantasies. These are fantasy races. These have nothing to do with reality. Why, why are people being like, Oh no, we've got to, we've got to save the orcs and the kobolds
1: because everybody looks down on them. More of this wokey bullshit, you know? Hmm. So what's next? Starcraft three is going to be uh, only one race. The Zerg, <laughs> it's because every- they're the
0: only ones calm enough for the for these
1: woke millennials the to support. The hive mind is under attack. <laughs> I didn't get any Zerg on my my soundboard. Uh, oh, I guess that's some of that stashed away somewhere. The hive <laughs> cluster is under attack. I love those old sounds. Starcraft has such good sound design; it was just perfect. That, and the fact it was uh the the two D pre rendered. I suppose it was pre-rendered 3D, you know, sprites, looked mm-hmm. better than something like, what what was its contemporary, like Total Annihilation, which was 3D proper, but between the, that, the gameplay and the look, it just really won me over. Blizzard was so good back in the day. Where did they go so wrong? Bill Roper left. Mm. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Bill Roper left, and you no, know, he wasn't good on his own either. It's like uh, when the Beatles broke up, it's... Yeah, okay, there's some stuff going on, but it's not the same. Well,
0: apparently the original founders of Blizzard started a new studio. We,
1: yeah, it was Hellgate London, wasn't it? Well, well that was no, the, the was... first break-off. That was when Bill Roper left, and uh, he made... That was the first game they they made. was called Hellgate London, and it sucked.
0: No, that's not what I'm thinking of. No. Um...
1: Flagship Studios Moonshot. is the one I was thinking of. Moonshot. Uh... So who's in it? Uh, Mike Morhaime, okay, the illustrator guy, right? I think you. I think he was one of the artists. I'm not sure, he?
0: but he is one of the guys that uh, that co-founded Blizzard. So his new, he started Dreamhaven, and it has two studios under it, uh, Secret Door and Moonshot Games. Hmm. Are they doing pretty well? I don't know. They just uh, they just like announced like two weeks ago. Yeah, but they
1: exist. New news. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put a link to that press release in the in the show notes so we can so I can read it honestly. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure if any of the other founders were involved in it. Ooh, uh, I'm looking. Were. I'm looking at the list of key people. I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not seeing Alan Adham or Frank Pearson there. Uh, the lit according to according to Wikipedia, the key people. Besides Mike are Jason Chains, Dustin Browder, Ben Thompson, Chris Sagatti Alan Dabbery, and Eric Dodds.
1: I really don't recognize any of those. No, I recognize Mike, and that's it. Huh. Yeah. That's someone to keep an eye on. You know, it's a lot of there was a lot of talent there, too, that pulled it off. So there's no reason, even if there's been some uh, tribulations in, in Blizzard, no reason that the uh, the talent behind them can't go off and do something good. Well, what do you think's happening? I mean, a
0: lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys, like they get bought, and then the studio that they had spent all their years building up uh, starts turning into crap under new ownership,
1: and they take off and start something new, right? Yeah. Is there any other studio, like new studio, that's come up? Uh anytime lately that that's impressed you you know someone new um, to the game someone you who, who's not you know alums from some other famous company
0: nothing new to the game no the last one not, not recently
1: the uh, last one that that uh that i saw that i really liked was those guys who did ftl and yeah? then they did into the breach after that i think they only have two games under their uh under their hat Uh Though that was a great game though. Uh it was Sub Subset Games. It took me a minute to look up the name. They did uh that roguelike um I don't know how you describe it. It's like a ro- roguelike spaceship half RTS, half um you know, just rolling the dice sometimes. Uh space combat yeah. game. That was really fun. Uh, I played a fair amount of that. I got a couple different endings on it. I didn't, you know, hundred percent it, but it was a really cool uh game that came out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I mean that was that so. was
0: years and years ago.
1: Well, they had into. The- I,
0: I I was understanding your question is like some studio that's come out of nowhere, all fresh faced, in the last couple of years, and have just re- released one game, maybe, if that. Something a uh, some company that's been around for like ten years that that's not new to me.
1: Well, they're the last time I I saw a company that seemed like they were doing pretty well that they were yeah. uh they were making a lot of games that they only made two games and both of them i liked so they're both big hits too yeah well that's true they are yep. into the breach was uh was fun i don't know have you ever played it uh any of that one no i haven't
0: no. it's probably somewhere in my steam collection i mean i have nearly 700 games
1: <laughs> I bought it on some DLC or uh, DRM-free site. GOG? I think it was. Yeah, that yeah, tends I think to be a place where people go for, for DRM-free games. The problem with GOG is they keep they started pushing their stupid downloader, and I don't want to download their stupid downloader. Like, if I wanted to have a game launcher that calls and phones home and that I need to have installed to play the game that, I'm, that I paid for, you know, I could just have Steam if I wanted it.
0: I've honestly had no problems with their with their downloader. I don't care I, that I'm it. very I very much like having uh having like some sort of central facility for for checking all my games and that's why I actually have like the it, the itch app and the GOG's app and Steam because then I don't have to do so much hunting to find the game to launch it. Well, I, I, guess, what, I guess it's a matter of philosophy. Really.
1: I, I like to be able to download the game to disk and have it just be a standalone uh, zip file or something like that. And to get that out of GOG, it's, I don't know, they they really push their crapware onto you. And I do consider it crapware just to install uh, the game. Different, and, different uh, strokes for different folks. Uh, well, what else do we got on the rundown? Near.
0: Near. Far. Yeah, so I've actually I actually started replaying near
1: Automata <laughs> recently. Get those water drying shaders.
0: Well, I'm not playing it because <laughs> because I want to look at two booty. Oh, boy. Rather, I actually bought this book months ago, but only actually opened it up and read it recently. Called the Strange Works of Taro Yoko, and. It it's an interesting book. It's not all that useful for anybody who's been a fan of the Dragon Guard and NieR games or who already know a lot about Yokotaro, but for people who've only ever experienced NieR Automata, it's it's a pretty decent resource. It's well written for certain. It's it's pretty much academic in its style even. And it covers like how Yoko Taro became, like, this supposed iconoclast of game development and how his games are always, like, subtly twisting things around. And so, because of that, I started, uh, I started replaying Nier Automata, and then I found that, actually, uh, recently, they announced that they're going to be doing a re-release of the original Nier, not the not the version for for Europe and the Americas, but rather the original Japanese version, the one called Nier Replicant. And that's actually coming out on April 22nd in Japan to coincide with the original release of Nier and the next day everywhere else in the world. And this is going to be on... Ah, uh, the current generation consoles and PC. I've already, I've already pre-ordered it. So it's uh, in six months, then. Yeah, about that. Six months plus, ah, uh, plus eight days, mm. eight or nine days. Yeah, I liked. Uh, and the... Then I found, out, I found out that there's also another, another upcoming uh, near game, but it's only for mobile devices. Ah, I don't Called like those. near
1: reincarnation. Well, to each their own. I'm not a mobile gamer. I've I played Monument Valley, and that's as far as I went.
0: Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> a mobile gamer either. It just disappoints me that this isn't that this is only going to be Android and iOS.
1: We can always emulate them, right? Yeah, you can run it on a computer. And just, even and it's not even, the same. I know.
0: Uh, yeah, because no, it really isn't the same and if it uses anything that's like arm specific code then it's definitely not going to work under the sort of emulation that i can do with any sort of performance because well for an- for android there is a uh, there is an android emulator that works that works as android compiled for compiled for x86 and then uses different uh, virtualization technology to actually run android on top of a hypervisor so like you can run this using intel's HackSim, or you can use hyper v on uh, on windows to run to run android for doing development and stuff and i've i've done that myself for for uh work right because one of the things i've done has been mobile apps Mm. but uh the problem is of course that this is this requires that it's either code that's written for the for like the virtual machine in android in which case there's nothing there's nothing platform specific or that it's built for x86 in which case in which case like if the if the package has been built for arm instead well it's just not going to run and then you need to use something a lot slower like two emu's uh, arm emulation to to run an android virtual machine at a much slower speed. Yeah. I do have android devices, so chances are I'm going to end up I'm going to end up buying this and installing it on uh on my android tablet anyways just so I can play it. I just wish that uh, I just wish that it would have been available for PC as well.
1: It my feeling and i don't play any of these mobile games but the way i see them is they seem like they take the the all the aspects that i hate about uh the way video games are distributed and promoted and everything and you know microtransactions for example are a feature that i don't like I kind of roll them all into one and so when it's on your phone uh, it's, it's almost yeah, like there, having there's a Steam lot of bullshit built it, about you know, mobile games i'm 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 someone who doesn't like Steam that much, and so the idea of running an application like that on, on Android just feels the same sort of way, where now I have, uh, you know, Play is supervising everything I do, and it's downloading updates, doing who knows what.
0: I try to avoid Play as much as possible. If I can if I can find a, an app that does what I want through, through F-Droid, or just, like, find APKs out
1: there on the net, I'll do that instead. Yeah, it must be nice. I don't... I can't... Uh, so I use F-Droid and i got That's a good. couple things out of there but my main strategy is to have as few apps as possible and the uh, apps that i do choose to have i'm pretty picky about them uh, there's only a couple like really bad ones that i have uh, like the amazon apps got <laughs> a amazon uh store app on there which is you know it's useful yeah well,
0: i've got i've got some games i've got uh, i've got a manga reading app i've got uh AntennaPod for podcasts. Ah, you're one of those.
1: <laughs> that was it that uh, uh, Progo was talking about AntennaPod. Yeah. Yeah. I, was he? Uh, yeah, he well, did. My, he brought me, it up on the last yeah. uh, Grumpy Old Beds. So I'm with Darren O'Neill. I listened to uh, uh, Pocket Cast. Or I'm sorry, I did, and then I changed to Podcast Addict. I, I used to use Pocket Cast uh, that, that was developed by Shifty Jelly in the... Uh, can't remember what happened. They sold it, or some bullshit happened, and I said, oh, well, great, that was fun while well, it lasted, and I uninstalled it, because they did something I didn't like, and I had to change over to Podcast Addict, which uh, just, by the way, incorporated uh, the uh, Podcast Index. Nice. Yeah. and I heard you uh, on the Podcast Index, uh, what was it, episode six uh, of the Podcast Index podcast. What, I was mentioned? You were mentioned on it. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, nice. Yeah. No,
0: I haven't. Last I heard, we, listened to is, I think, episode four. They, like,
1: uh, I'm, I'm behind on so much right now. You got credited as, uh, I think it was Cold Acid of Rare Encounter, the Rare Encounter podcast. Sweet. Yeah. What we it was it a, credited for? A donation. Oh.
0: Yeah. I'm donating. Uh, I'm donating monthly to uh, Podcast Index now. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought I. Thought that was a plug for the show. I was Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, it kind of was as well. Yeah,
0: I'm making sure we're mentioned when <laughs> uh,
1: when I'm donating to there. And someday I'll finish up. I've got a a, a barony that I uh, all I need to do is pull the trigger on it, and it's mine. A uh,
0: dark baron, huh? Yeah,
1: like a black knight. Well, I I think I did my accounting. I'm I'm like a hair away. It's, it's like but I just haven't been oh, able so to do it. Oh, so you're not quite there yet. I've, you're just almost. I've, I've drafted the, sh- the show note because I want to write something funny. And so I've drafted it a couple times. I was going to send it in last year and I was like, nah, I don't know. Those things are going on. I didn't get around to it this year. So far.
0: I think, yeah. I think I'm still like some five or $600 short of my barony. Hmm. Really? So you're a baronet? Yeah, but I didn't I didn't get that claimed. I'm staying at night until I reach uh until I reach Baronet. Uh-huh, you're one of those. I don't really agree with the with the way that they use Baronet because a baronet is really just a uh,
1: hereditary knight. I thought a baronet was what you used to stab the redcoats.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm just under six
1: hundred dollars short still. Somewhere I've got a spreadsheet though reading spreadsheets on the podcast is too bad it's yeah, too low even I'm... for someone like me to read a spreadsheet on a podcast so i won't <laughs> what else do we get uh dune we talked about dune uh, maybe episode one has dune. a push- desert planet dune arrakis um now it is a 2021 release the fuckers moved it back I don't know if you remember, but it was supposed to come out December this year. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's moved. Yeah, they moved it to October next year. So they moved it back okay, a whole year. Okay, that's a bigger
0: move than I thought.
1: Yeah, they didn't need to move it to the summer or the spring or anything. They moved it a whole year away. Yeah, I was thinking maybe a move because
0: because of COVID and they want to make sure that that like they can actually get lots of people coming into the theaters for it. Moving it to October 2021? That sounds more like they're stuck in some sort of like production or post-production hell.
1: I think they're just, they have a lot of money tied up and they don't want to have it bomb in the theater. I really think that's what it is because no one wants to, no one's making, when I saw, uh, when I saw Total Recall, there was one other guy in the theater and he walked in halfway in. There was nobody in the whole complex and I was in this, there were people in the mall. It's not like everyone was hiding at home or whatever. There are people walking around. There's kids driving these stupid cars, crashing into people's ankles, right? No one was at but, the theater, though. Yeah. The The entire complex was empty, and they were running a couple things that should have had at least a couple idiots in the seat. I mean, I'm one of them. No one wanted to go to them. They actually canceled. The reason I was at this whole mall, the reason I went to the casino in the first place, I didn't mention this, is because they canceled the total recall showing at the, the theater by my house. So I had to drive off somewhere else to go see it. Yeah. Movies are sucking it right now. It's bad. Yeah. Well, again, like
0: I mentioned that uh, last week's episode of DH Unplugged, they were talking about the consolidation of the theater chains. Yeah. Because they're they're all going broke because nobody's going to watch any films.
1: Well, the two near me, I were it was a Cinemark theater. Uh, it was the Cinemark Egyptian, which is a very cool theater. I mean, the the craziness like going inside. No, I didn't do that. Walk with an erection. Duh, duh. <laughs> as, oh, as the God. Bengals said, <laughs> they, uh, no, the, it's a giant, it's like a megaplex. It has hieroglyphics on the walls and um, it's all themed. It has a giant uh, faux sandstone kind of thing on the front. It looks really cool. It's completely empty, but it looks cool. And the other, yeah. other theater was an AMC, which wasn't, I think Regal was the one that was solid. Unless Regal and Cinemark are combined now.
0: It was, it was, Regal was the one that was mentioned
1: primarily on that episode, DH Unplugged. Yeah. Regal shuts down, according to Los Angeles Times. Yeah. As the COVID-19 leap year raged on this past summer. It probably says pandemic there, but I have pandemic filtered to uh, leap year in my browser company scrambled to prepare for the chance to reopen. Oh well, what can you do? Hey, I watched some football too, American football. It was actually fun though. There was no one uh, no one else watching it, but I went out to uh, my little favorite bar down the road and they had uh, some outdoor TVs. And it's chilly out, so you know, I had a hoodie on and they had these uh these propane heaters running and it was just me and there's some other guy he made a joke. He said, yeah, I'm going to buy a round of shots for the whole, or just buy a beer for the whole bar. It was me. <laughs> but, you know, you think on a, a week night in a neighborhood like this, you'd expect there to be a bunch of people out there. There's just no one. No. Nah. So there were people inside. There were more people indoors than outdoors, but still kind of empty.
0: It's starting to get too cold to be
1: outdoors around here. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to keep coming in my winter coat. If they keep serving I never thought I'd be into an outdoor format bar that wasn't on an island. But this one I'm into. This is uh like there could be snow accumulating on it. I would still go there. It's just the the environment, the uh the cool factor of being out there is uh is great. Plus the weather's temperate down here, so it's a it's yeah. a little different. Well, it's still
0: kinda temperate here, but it's getting to the point where where like as soon as as soon as it's after like four o'clock, you don't want to go outside without at least putting on a sweatshirt.
1: Yeah, it gets down to the sixties, fifties at night now, so it's not. Uh, what's that in real numbers? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I only know freedom units. Ah, no, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Fifty Fahrenheit and centigrade is uh, ten Celsius. Yeah, it's a. It's, yeah. It's that's a bit chilly. Fun fact: You can start getting frostbite at minus uh, four not at zero you get frostbite a little bit below uh freezing well that sucks well that's uh i i realized that's how david blaine did his he did this thing where he was standing on a block of ice barefoot for a long time and people were talking about how come you couldn't get frostbite i don't know. They, they never really explained it because there's no real reporting anymore but i was doing research for like osha requirements osha is our I don't know if you have something like OSHA up there, but it's the Occupational Safety and Health Group. And so uh, I inherited a freezer, not to go into any detail. A freezer. <laughs> a, uh, let's just leave it there. And I need to have, uh, okay, at what temperature is this freezer set be- where you could start actually hurting? It, it's a freezer that goes low enough you could seriously hurt yourself. Oh, nice. By chilling a piece of metal to be really cold and then touching it. So okay, what's the temperature that I need to say? Hey, you're not walking in this thing without a bunch of uh, protective equipment on. So I'm doing research, and I found that out. Um, it turns out it, it's kind of obvious once you hear it. Your skin freezes, and the cells in your skin actually freeze at a lower temperature than water, and it's about minus four, yeah. rather than zero. Yeah, and so that's and so this is the roundabout way. That's what happened with David Blaine. That's why he can stand on the stupid ice because the ice is melting by his body heat. You know. His, from his feet and what happens is the uh, water around him is zero centigrade he can't get frostbite because it's cold and it's fucking cold and it's still an endurance feat but he uh, can't get frostbite because it's not cold enough he's just a couple degrees above that threshold so that's how he could do it without like having his feet fall off
0: bloody clever
1: yeah it's just a little funny physics thing there and now you know minus four centigrade yep
0: that makes me that makes me feel a little better for when uh for when I go out in the
1: winter time yep and if anyone was wondering thermal burns if you if you're talking about getting touching something that's too hot um there's some recommendations for hundred and forty centigrade i I'm pretty sure you can go a little higher than that though I'm still debating how i'm I'm still doing research but it, there's an aversion response that you can rely on in most cases where you say, yeah my kitchen stove gets up a little hotter than that uh, plenty hotter than that but you know if you touch the stove you don't touch it very long you know what i mean as long oh, as yeah. you as long as you can pull away you know you're not going to get a third degree burn or even a second degree burn you might get a first degree burn we can we can rely on just like with laser safety you can rely on aversion responses um, to provide safety in some cases and that was your <laughs> rare encounter uh, occupational safety minute <laughs> felt more like an hour Jeez. jeez. Yeah, Wait until I start ladder training, man. If you ever work a job where you have to get trained how to climb a ladder, my god, they don't do ladder training to teach you how to climb a ladder. They t- have, they give you ladder training so that if you fall off a ladder, they have a a certificate that says, "Hey, look, he knew he was supposed to do that. He was trained." So
0: it's it's not so much to help you, but rather to help
1: the employer avoid the inevitable lawsuit. It's it's to avoid a certain kind of lawsuit. So yeah they can, it's still a tort. If you get hurt at work, you don't have to prove that they did something wrong. You have to prove you were hurt at work. Um, so you don't have to prove that they did it on purpose and it's negligence. That's, that doesn't count. What What you have to prove is that you got hurt at work and then you get workman's comp. Yeah. And that was some deal they, some tort they worked out some time ago. So uh, that's how they, they get a, get away with someone saying, oh, well, you were grossly negligent. You were extra negligent beyond what the tort covers. Oh, well. Yep. Got anything to, uh, to throw in the... Uh, we need a name for our uh, domain here. You know... What do you Hawk mean Story? our domain? Well, we have...
0: We have, we have RareEncounter.net.
1: Well, I am master of my domain. But the Hawk Story have... Uh, they have the smoker. We have... What? The Weeb Cube? The Weeb Cube. The Rubik's Cube. What about that movie, uh, The Cube? <laughs> Was that it? Where they're trapped in those rooms? Oh please no. The reality marble.
0: <laughs> well, well, it's got to be something that works with in the because I mean, first there was in the morning with no agenda, then there's in the smoker with yeah. uh, with hog story. The smoker. I don't there. know what
1: what they're in in Grumpy Old Ben's. What am I in? Trouble? I yeah. In the trouble. <laughs> I don't know. We need uh, we need one of those catchphrases or something so I can rattle it off once in a while, and have some sort of way to
0: to tell our fans apart from everyone else. Oh yeah,
1: we need you know our uh, our stupid thing like you can call up and talk about Howard Stern's penis or something. Or What's the thing they say on that uh when they called in? It was um, Baba Booey. Baba Booey, yeah, that was it. Some some bullshit like that. Yeah, but whatever we choose, it's it's probably going to be,
0: like, either weebish or gamer. Hmm. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, so the main character in uh, in Sport Climbing Girls is an ex-gamer, in fact. (laughs) And so her way of actually looking at how to approach the climbing walls is as if it's a video game. It actually has, like, these cut... These cutout scenes where it's like the uh, the the different grips turn into like these things as if a video game and a path gets formed and then that like determines what how she's actually going to like climb up the wall
1: this this sounds like uh Chio's school road when she's imagining she's a ninja or an assassin yes she has you to should, climb you should take del- a look <laughs> at this you should take a look at this for sure. All I right. think you'll enjoy it. All right. If if uh, you re- give a good report next episode and convince me that I will watch one episode. I'll actually, I'll watch the third episode. I'm not even going to start at the beginning.
0: Yeah, by the time next episode, uh, our next episode happens, I'll be up to episode three on the show.
1: All right. And in the episode, I've been Abel Kirby for Rare Encounter. And I've been Cold Acid. Adios. Later.